Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Oh yeah, baby. Oh, baby. It's time to settle down. Settle down. Listen to the soothing sound. Oh yeah. This? Oh my god, this? Oh yeah, this. Oh yeah, this. He's on a roll. Hello, and welcome back to, for the last time, uh, on a roll, are we taking unhealthy obsession in an actor's filmography? My name is Tom, and joining me as ever is... Emma! Hello! Hello! Hi! Oh my god, I've just seen the sound wave for me shouting my name and it is huge <laughs> well you've finally got it's over a... your phobia of, of shouting your name it seems <laughs> oh yeah oh ugh. maybe it wasn't maybe it wasn't the result maybe it was the journey well that yeah me. it's all about the journey part of the journey um is the end uh oh. to, to quote one tobias stark uh oh don't 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 so... do that to me right now how you feeling? How's your um, week? How's your week been? It's been all right. I mean, it's it's Monday right now. Uh, it could have been, so so <laughs> far. It, I mean, it could have been better. Let's be real. Um, yeah. We're we're working the nine to five. Working it's boring. nine to five. Yeah. Um. I don't know. I was just saying to Tom off mic that I'm just in a mood today. <laughs> but Bodes I think well. the pod will cheer me up. So it's fine. Um, but yeah, it bodes well. <laughs> um, yeah, as uh, I briefly hinted at at the beginning, obviously, uh, as we revealed to you last week, this will be the last episode for the, the foreseeable. Um, yeah. Which is probably why I'm overly cheery, because, you know, I'm ca- you know I'm uh, counteracting the sadness that has come with this being the last compensating. episode. Compensating. Yeah, yeah, overcompensating. <laughs> I mean, that's fine. That's a healthy coping mechanism. Yeah, yeah. That's, There's worse things you could do. Yeah, that's that's what it is. Um, <laughs> should we explain to people that are a little bit late to the party, the party's almost over, um, yeah. what this podcast is about? Thank you for joining us on our last episode. Thanks for coming. Um, yeah, this this podcast is um, is all about films. So for a while now, Tom and I, me and Tom, have been taking one actor per season and watching all their filmography in order. So cast your mind back. Season one was all about Robbie P, Robbie Pat Pat, Robert Pattinson. Season two was all about Ryan the Goose Gosling. And season three has been all about the lovely Zoe Saldana. And here we are, up to date on her filmography at last. Yeah, the final three instalments of her filmography. Avengers Endgame. A small indie film. I'm pretty sure I made that <laughs> joke last week as well. Little-known uh, film, yeah. A little short film, which is basically just an advert again called... Another one, yeah. A She's Story Takes these. Flight or something. Mm-hmm. And 
vampires versus the Bronx. Not zombies, which is yeah. what Tom and I both thought for We're, some reason. Yeah, when we went to watch it in the week, we both separately um, <laughs> typed in zombies versus the Bronx into Netflix when <laughs> it's quite clearly a vampire film. <laughs> yeah, go figure. Go figure. <laughs> go figure. What order should we take these in? Shall we get the advert out of the way yeah, first? Yeah, it's basically just a tourism thing for... Uh, for Dubai. For Dubai, yeah, I mean, I've definitely told this before, but did you know that the people in Dubai don't like the Flintstones? No. But the people in Abu Dhabi do? (laughs) You have told me this, but I I let you have it. I've almost definitely said it on the podcast as well. Um, I think you probably have, yeah. Wow. You know, Um, I've got no new material. (laughs) That's why it's ending. I'm completely dry of puns. Yeah, Tom's had enough. He's like, I can't keep recycling my jokes, so we must end the we podcast. We must stop. Yeah, people are going to get bored of them before too long. Yeah, so this is an ad for like Visit Dubai. It was a bit of nothing, really. I kind of, I mean, at least Legend of the Red Hand was like a bit of a short film. This was like, this was just some clips of Zoe Saldana. And there was Kate an actual like, narrative to No, they're just like. I can't think of like more boring people to go to Dubai with either. Kate Hudson and Gwyneth Paltrow, what are you going to do? Talk about wheatgrass. Talk about their vaginas, candles. Talk about skincare and like, I don't know, I can't imagine anything worse. (laughs) No offence, guys. (laughs) And like, what do they do? Like, uh, Kate Hudson like talks to like some guitar player. Gwyneth Paltrow like takes photos of people without asking their permission. (laughs) And... Then Zoe gets stuck in the desert. She's just like got a camel or a donkey. I can't remember. Well, and then she gets on like a motorbike or something and then runs out of petrol. Classic. Stupid Makes me want to go to Dubai. Yeah. Yeah. Get stuck in the desert. And then it's like, oh, what are we going to do tonight? And then like nothing happens. (laughs) Well, they say, what are we going to do tonight? And then that's probably the most interesting part of it. And you don't actually get to see any of that. (laughs) And that's like they go to like a karaoke bar and go like clubbing or whatever. But... That's yeah. like the end. They've all been on that little separate journeys. And they're all just, just fucking um, massive tourists because they're like screaming, sh- shrieking Americans in like a, a rustic Dubai marketplace. Yeah. Ugh. Super, very Logan Paul of them to just yeah. go to a exotic market and offend everyone by being brash. And also, you know, like if you go into Dubai, then you, you've probably got a bit of money, haven't you? And you... <laughs> you're not going to go to the marketplace because you're going to be in the bloody Burj Khalifa or whatever. Or you're some you know sort I mean? of like Z-list influencer with 5,000 followers mm. who's just going to get shit on by someone. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry? You hear stories, don't you, about girls being like, yeah, uh, this guy used to take me to Dubai, but like he he let all his friends shit on me. <laughs> oh, like sugar daddies. <laughs> yeah, 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 but like, right. but like weird stuff. Oh, right. What, like do- shit. Sorry. Do you not? Do you not let Luke's friends shit on you? That... Not physically. Oh right, okay. Emotionally. Right, right, right. Which is fine. Yeah, no, me neither. Me neither. <laughs> no. Just wipe that shit off your chest. Yeah, Tom. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, anyway, that's quite enough of that. Um, yeah, visit Dubai. No thanks. Looks boring. Yeah, no. A story does not take flight for me. Um, uh, do you know what as well the name a story takes flight genuinely i thought it was going to be some sort of like cute animated thing <laughs> about like a plane <laughs> <laughs> i 
Why? Because <laughs> it sounds cute. <laughs> a story takes flight. It sounds like a kid's book. Uh, it's not like... And then the... it was fucking, oh, Gwyneth Paltrow shot in this is, fucking This isn't vodka. planes. The spin-off of cars. <laughs> a story takes flight. Jesus Christ. Yeah, what a load of shit. Um, <laughs> what a load of tarmac. Now, do we want to do V V V B? That's Vampires versus the Bronx, or Endgame next? Which do you, should we end with? Endgame. I've yeah, got, that makes I've got sense. literally just a page of notes about Endgame. So okay, sure. Uh, well, we'll do trivia. we'll do Vampires versus the Bronx then. Okay. Yeah. Well, this is the latest film that she's been in. Um, oh, okay. So cool. you know, it's nice for me because it ends in a nice place in New York. Yeah, City. I knew you, I knew you'd enjoy that. Uh huh. And it does have a bit of the good old-fashioned Spider-Man 2, uh, Sam Raimi Spider-Man films, where, like, the end of the film is basically, you're not messing with the Bronx. The Bronx messes yeah. with you, bitch. <laughs> yeah, really enjoyed that. Um, it gives a very strong Miles Morales, the game vibe, too, with, like, the bodega and yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah, yeah. I felt that, and I loved it. I lo- love the vibes, you know. Also, all a about bit of... Um, I don't think you've seen it, but In the Heights uh, is a similar sort of storyline. I haven't, but uh, yeah, I know what it's about. One of the kids cool. in this film is in the In the Heights movie as well. Oh, sweet. I was like, oh, hello. Because um, I thought he was really good in In the Heights. That's mm. really hard to say. Because uh, he's still quite young. Because this only mm. came out like last year. But he's yeah. really good in this as well. It's the like the geeky one who lives with his grandma. Oh, he's so cute. But yeah, it's basically about three kids. It's a bit, of, it's a bit of Stranger Things vibes, but set in modern day. Um, yeah. And they're trying. Yeah, the 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 Bronx is slowly being taken over by this estate agency that's buying out all the local shops. You know, shop local, all that sort of shit. It's a huge gentrification allegory, really, isn't it? About how like cultured neighborhoods are being totally mm. whitewashed by big businesses, but it's vampires. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. <laughs> Which was quite sweet. To I be think fair. this has I got the it. quickest Zoe death of yeah, any what, of the films so minutes? far. <laughs> like, yeah, she's literally in the first two minutes, then she's killed by a vampire and never seen I her again. I was like, Becky, no. <laughs> she... I kind of thought that she would come back. So did I. Maybe. I thought she'd be like yeah. a vampire lady. Yeah, me too. I thought that. Um, but no, <laughs> but she did. She did not come back. Um, because no. she she sells her nail salon or whatever, and then the mm. guy comes around to like f- sign the final paperwork, and then she's eaten by a vampire. Um, <sighs> sorry to see you go, Zoe. It was so, it was so quite young. um for me, mm. quite scary the film. Mm. Ah, it was. Uh, I mean, to be fair, it was a bit freaky. Yeah, yeah. The, the vampires were really good, and there was a lot of suspense. It was very um, suspenseful, very jump scary. Um, they move really freaky too. Yeah. Like they move almost like they're animated in a creepy way. Um, but they basically, these three kids realise that, and then they, a girl gets involved later on. They realise that um, this vampires that are taken over. They've got a, their older friend who owns the bodega that they're trying to save and stop being taken over. He like joins in and is helping them. I can't remember his name. Is it Tony or something like that? I think so. Yeah, uh, but Tony doesn't make but it. But he doesn't make it. It's really sad because there's a that's so sad. There's a woman that they like 
befriend who's just moved to the neighborhood and she seems some really blonde. nice some becky but she's clearly a vampire and she turns out to be the leader of the vampires in fact she does she turns out to be the hbick and tom did you notice did you recognize the girl the place i didn't actually viv is it vivian do you not recognize vivian. her i recognized her but i didn't know what from so i've googled it she was the girlfriend in Cosmopolis. Do you remember oh, that film? No, I have no memory <laughs> of that film. She she was the blonde Which girl. Which girlfriend? Um, the, the, the one he the shagged in the back one. of the taxi? The, no. The limo? No, she was the blonde one who studied like literature or something and they have that really weird sexual conversation in the cafe and Rob says oh. some really weird stuff about liking her tits. Remember that? He's like, you've got great tits or something. And she's like, thanks. It's vaguely coming back. Yeah, I'm getting a yeah. smattering of Yeah, it's her. Shit. Anyway. Yeah, so there's a little crossover for wow. you. Wow. Um, who knew? Yeah. Not me. I know. Crazy, right? <laughs> Fascinating. Um, <laughs> I think I've wiped that. A lot of Robert Pattinson's films are just wiped from my memory. They were just yeah. so, so bad. A lot of them. <laughs> Sorry, yeah. Rob. At the time, I think I was overly nice about them, but mm. just so bad. Cosmopolis so is bad. a standout as a bad one, though. That, Cosmopolis was bad. That was like it the, was just the limo, wasn't that it? That was like the the start or during his run of just really weird shit films. Like I that feel like the after that he... was like Maps to the Stars as well. Oh, God. The, I think Cosmopolis was the one where he shoots Paul Giamatti at the end because I was like, ah. Oh, it's Paul Giamatti, and that's the most exciting thing that happened in the whole yeah. film. Yeah, and then it ended. Was he in this? Is it? Is he in the Bronx? Is he even in the film? No, wait. Have I watched something else with him in? He's he's been in a. I think he's been in a Zoe film. Yeah, I remember seeing him in something. Oh no, no! You know what he was in? I went and watched what? Jungle Cruise at the cinema. Oh, I'm going and he, tonight. He's in was that. it good? Yeah, it's, I enjoyed it. I'd say yeah, I'd say a little bit too long. Hmm. Um. Okay. It's it clearly they've left it open for a franchise. Oh, um, love that for them. Yeah, I'd, I'm going I tonight, would say so. it's not on par with Pirates of the Caribbean, but it's up there. Okay, um, pretty interesting. Pretty good. I mean, we are big pirates quite, fans, so quite jump scary. Hmm. And Jack Whitehall wasn't sure what he'd be like in it. Thoroughly enjoyable. Thoroughly enjoyable. Good. Very funny. Good, because I don't, I don't want Jack Whitehall to become the new James Corden who just gets cast in fucking everything as like the funny British guy. Mm. So I'm glad to he know is very that he's much kept some of the class. The funny British guy. Yeah, and that's uh, fine. But like James Corden's at the point where I, I won't see a film if he's in it because I find him that insufferable. Yeah. Whereas Jack Whitehall, I still do enjoy watching. James Corden's so. a funny one for me because, like, I really like him in Gavin and Stacey, obviously, and I think Gavin and Stacey's like hilariously funny um mm. and he obviously writes that but then yeah like but that was like his authentic like that was where he came from yeah and i i get that i think james corden talk show host who gets cast in everything just needs to stop <laughs> yeah but just I, stop. I used to watch um because it's funny you say because him and jack whitehall are quite good friends um used to watch league of their own which also is strange mm. for me because it's a sports panel show. I don't like sports. It's funny though. But I really enjoy it and funny. I don't like sport. Yeah, it was really funny. Um and I found him really funny on that, but then yeah, his talk show stuff and um you know, yeah, his appearance in fucking every film was just 
yeah, it's just like no, I'm not, I'm not about this. Um, Honestly, but yeah, Paul Giamatti's in that very briefly. Um, well, good because I, I, I do like him a lot. He's great. So yeah. Anyway, so yeah, the vampires Bronx. versus the Bronx that he's not in. <laughs> <laughs> is uh i enjoyed it it's quite a short film it is very um, short it's like an hour and 20 minutes isn't and it and gets resolved very quickly yeah um, and actually for a miles morales comparison um ends in the same way as miles morales with like a party in the park yeah i think i wouldn't be surprised if whoever wrote it played miles morales and went this is good <laughs> i'm going to make a film i'm going to make a film just like it but without Surely spider-man not. Yeah, no, it, I also enjoy the kind of corny um, social media influencer device that they use where it's like a girl who basically tells you everything that's going on through the form of like an Instagram live and she'll just jump in front of the camera and be like, so what are our boys doing now? Yeah, <laughs> and like yeah, kind yeah, of yeah, update you good. on the story. It was, it was like, it was very formulaic and cheesy, but it was so enjoyable and, and a bit quite of self-aware because like they watch Blade, yeah. don't they? And they call totally, themselves yeah. Daywalkers and stuff like that. Um, yeah it's very it, I each, find it quite sweet each lad gets their moment to shine you know where they take out a yeah. vampire oh and then the main one kills the main bitch with yeah. tony's baseball bat oh tony. i don't know that his name's tony but yeah it was a good time a bit scary like yeah. i say it was a bit few times where i was like eh, no i don't like it i don't like it too scary <laughs> um, but that's just me being a pussy hey! it was a bit spooky yeah but it was good um and also this came out in october last year so it would be like the perfect halloween oh yeah really. spooky um i read a review which pretty much sums up how i felt um from a reviewer called roger moore which is just fantastic mm. um he said nobody should be making serious vampire or zombie movies at this stage of the horror cycle so this riff on the genre absolutely fits the bill and making it a commentary on gentrification inspired wow <laughs> i agree mr yeah. Moore. <laughs> well you know that's what that's what things like vampires and zombies are always a bit of an allegory for, aren't they? You know. I mean, exactly. They always use them for something like that. Like, uh, if you've watched Being Human. Yes. So, like, in yes. in that, each of the supernatural beings is um, an allegory for a different aspect of human nature or experience. So, uh, Mitchell the Vampire is... Because uh, originally it was just going to be about these three things. Uh, Mitchell mm. the vampire is a drug addict, recovering mm-hmm. drug addict. Yep. Uh, George the va- the werewolf, um, HIV sufferer because he's scared mm-hmm. of passing on his disease that's hidden. And yep. uh, the ghost Annie, she's just a, mm-hmm. an agoraphobic. Uh, oh, who's scared to go, out doesn't want to go outside. And I think possibly domestic violence sufferer as well. Oh wow! Do you know what I watched? Being I, I think I watched the first two seasons. After that, it goes um, drastically downhill. Yeah, I watched the first two when I was in my first year of uni. I think you probably recommended it to me, to be fair. Um, and I really liked it. And I think I did pick up on the drug addict thing because it's pretty. That's the most. That's the most blatant one. Yeah. Yeah, with like the blood and stuff, but that's really cool. I didn't really. I didn't uh, know written that. and cool. created by Toby Whithouse, um, who now people are pushing campaigning for him to be the next showrunner of doctor who i bet you would like uh, that he's also you? written episodes of doctor who in the past as well oh, that's some cool. quite good ones 
So, yeah, it would be happy with that. Although there was a rumour that it was someone else uh, was going to be, if you would believe it, a female <laughs> um, <laughs> showrunner on Doctor Who. I uh, forget Never. her name now, but she... A whoa, man. Yeah, I forgot her name because she's a woman and it doesn't. it's not important. <laughs> Um, no, because it was like couldn't name one woman. It to was be like honest. it was a couldn't name one. It was a Doctor Who YouTuber who had had a tip off from someone who knew someone who works on the production of Doctor Who. So it, bloody hell! So I didn't pay too much heed to it. But she produces mm. or she's written and directed um, Gentleman Jack, not seen which is that. that one with Saran Jones in it. Who where she mm. is like based on a true story of a woman in like the eighteen. 18- hundreds of victorian britain who she was like a lesbian and cross-dresser um but it was obviously highly illegal and frowned upon so she like wrote her own diary um, yeah and she had her own code which they've only recently cracked um but she also i think she did happy valley as well if you've watched that yeah i freaking love happy valley yeah so there's talk the that best. she could be the new showrunner um because if you've not listened wow. if you don't know listener um chris chibnall is leaving Doctor Who, as is Jodie Whittaker. <laughs> BBC, if you're listening, I am available um, for the role of the Doctor. Um, failing that, I, have, um, I am available for the role of companion also. I have no sort of power or status to back up anything here, but I vouch <laughs> he'd be a great Doctor or companion. I am available. Hit me up. Um, there's contact details in the uh, show notes of this. Um, <laughs> yeah, thanks. Thanks for your time. <laughs> anyway, shall we rate vampires versus the Bronx? I seriously think that we should. Yeah. Then let's. If you've <laughs> listened, not listened to this podcast before, I will just explain quickly our rating system. Um, yeah, so- yeah. Every rating system on this podcast is based off our given actor's name. So when we did Robert Pattinson, it was a pat on the back or a shat on the back. When it was Ryan the Goosey Gosling, it was a Lucy Goosey or a Juicy Goosey. And with Zoe Saldana, it's... Is it a Zoe Saldana or a Zoe Saldana? Yeah! Complete with eye roll. They have to roll right into the back of your skull as you say, yeah! And it is exercised from your body. Uh, is that the correct term? Uh, or yeah. it can be a Let's Go We Saldana or a Noe Saldana. If it's just middle of the road, it can be a Zokay. <laughs> um, There's so many options. So many. S- too many. In Shall fact. we give Vampires versus the Bronx our official ranking? Uh, yes. Yeah. Is that the right word? Ooh. Ranking? Ranking comes um, at the rating? end, usually. Rating, that's it, yeah. That's the one, that's the badger. Um, it gets a let's go Saldana from me. Yeah, I'd give it a let's go Saldana. It's it's the, it's not quite a yeah. Yeah, it didn't like it didn't do enough for me to give it a yeah, but like it was good. So, yeah, you know, I'd wreck it. I would say yeah, give it a watch if you've got nothing. Chuck else to it do. on Sunday evening if you've got nothing else to do. No, yeah, it's just go. a quick one, isn't it? Yeah. Let's move on finally to. End game. We're in the end game now. O M G. So Here we, are. we spoke at length last week about Infinity War and how much hype we had for Infinity War and End Game. And I have nothing but fond memories of End Game. And both. Oh, 
So many good memories. Of, did you go see this one without me behind my back, by the way? Uh, I didn't. I did go and see it without you. I don't <laughs> think I went behind your back. <laughs> Makes a change. <laughs> but I did. This is, I think, the first film that I ever went to at a midnight screening. Oh, um, I definitely wouldn't have been there because that's yeah. way past my bedtime. And I went to, I went with friend of the podcast, uh, Bobby Stanley, who oh, has written in before, um, long time listeners. I'm sure he was listening now, in fact. Mm. Hi, Bobby. He fell asleep. Uh, I'm just going to call him out now. He fell asleep. What the fuck? Now, let me explain. What the fuck? We were in the middle of an intensive performance cycle, if one could call it that. <laughs> Where that sounds like the most pretentious <laughs> thing, doesn't it? Like that sounds I, like some I did like pick Jared the Leto shit. The most pretentious thing that I could say about it. But um, uh, oh, Bo- Bobby, as well as being a pharmacist, um, is a producer. One might say owner of a theatre company that I, mm. from time to time, work with and for. Um, and that <laughs> we did like five different shows back to back. So we had like five Jesus. show weeks. So it was like we did a, yeah. a kids show. We did a, th- a thing within the local community that gets all the school kids together where they all do performance at the end. Uh, oh, that's we cute, did a show that I was in. Then we did a show that I directed. I'll tell you what. And, you know, we just needed to blow off some steam. So Of all of the intensive performance cycles I've ever heard about, that's got to be up It there. was pretty... It was crazy even by by our standards um, <laughs> and has yet to be repeated so this was the the tonic that was needed for for mm, that time mm-hmm. i loved every second of it bobby was obviously incredibly tired um, oh god wow i mean i saw it the day it came out but the evening mm, like after the midnight yeah. showing um and it was full complete every oh, single was, scene yeah. prob- probably bar one or two um and yeah the i think infinity war as well obviously but endgame Seeing that in the cinema on opening day or midnight release that like you did is genuinely like a once in a lifetime oh, cinema it was, experience. It was incredible. I feel. And if you didn't see Endgame in the cinema within the first couple of days it came out, I'm so sorry for you. <laughs> I really am. The because damn, I, I yeah damn the like the audience reactions. Jesus mm-hmm. fucking H Christ! You only get proper fans there yeah 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 uh, like on that on that sort of um on those times because it's so busy you would never want to see a film in a full screen unless you were there for that sort of fan and like experience so i've seen the only other time that i've been in a film and like people have cheered or clapped or whatever was i was was in america and i went to see captain marvel and it really pissed me off Oh God, no! Because like they, they like, they like, yeah, they like cheered when Stanley came on screen or whatever, or Samuel L. Jackson, so and I was cringe. like, oh, shut the fuck up, let me watch the film. That's so cringe. But in this, like, yeah, uh, I, I don't even think there was cheering. It was just like you could just hear, oh my god, oh my god. It was like it was a combination of like gasps, absolute silence, like hanging on every word, yeah, yeah, the yeah. characters, tears cheering it was like oh oh god if right. i could go back let's reel them off when did you, when did you cry what bits did you cry at um i cry um when you see natalie 
um in the office and she's like talking to cap and he's sort of saying like you can't carry on like this we need to have hope or whatever he says that makes me really upset um because i love natalie she's great um when else do i cry obviously when tony natalie perishes i went black widow is that not a name? Natasha. Natasha. Who's Natalie? I was like, because Nat- Natalie Portman's briefly in this film. I was like, what? <laughs> I'm getting confused. <laughs> Natasha. I'm such a fake fan. Um, that makes me cry. Um, also, the very start with Tony and the spaceship. That makes me mm. cry. Not going to lie, more of it makes me cry than doesn't. We could be here a while. See, I, oh yeah, I get emotional. The times that I cried the first time I watched it was... <laughs> I don't think I'd cried for the entirety of it until <laughs> Captain America picked up Mjolnir. Oh, yeah. And then I cried Huge. because I was so happy. Huge. And then I cried. Uh, I didn't cry when Tony, spoilers, dies. But I cr- Oh, I cry when Ant-Man gets back to his daughter. Uh, see, that's what I thought you meant as well. Because I, I can't mm. remember what her name is. Um, when you're saying Natalie... I just make up their names. When you were saying Natalie, I was like, is that his daughter? Maybe. And then you said Cap, and I was like, no, that can't be right. Um, <laughs> and when, at the end, after the funeral, when Happy's like, um, you're all right, oh, kid. about the burgers. And she's like, yeah, I want a cheeseburger. And he's like, your dad liked cheeseburgers. I used to get cheeseburgers. For him, that made me cry as well. That messes me up. Because oh, that's just like a nice moment. We did it, Mr. Stark. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Also, when what's a phase? Pepper is like you can you can rest now, which isn't a refer- which isn't a reference that I got the first time I watched it. It's only watching it subsequent times, like when he's like saying to her, "I can I can not do this time. I'll do this then. I can. I can not do this time travel thing." And she's like, "Yeah, but you won't be mm-hmm. able to rest until you do d- unless you do do it," which is quite, yeah. quite nice. Um, I got goosebumps just thinking about it. Yeah, so, some so I, I- it's also. Oh, sorry, no, you go, go. No, go. You go. No, you go. I was just going to say, it's also got some of my funniest moments in as well. Like I, I posted while I was watching it um, that <laughs> when Ant-Man's outside eating his taco oh, yeah, and yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> all of the villain blows out, it makes me laugh so much. <laughs> but then when Hulk comes and gives him another taco, I'm just like, oh, it's so cute. I thought you it's were really going to say the bit that we've recreated several times since you watched oh, it. Um, Hawkeye's meltdown. Yeah, where he's like, <laughs> fucking kills me. Well, that's what you go grab your hammer. You go grab your hammer. You go talk to him. <laughs> it's not meant to be funny, but it is. It's uh, so funny. I think it's the way he says it. Is his voice goes almost like a muppet, and his hair looks so yeah. shit. <laughs> oh, his hair is ridiculous. He looks like a bloody teenager. I don't care if you've lost your entire family. Yeah, and your wife, up. your wife Velma, but like. <laughs> My glasses. Like, yeah, sh- just grow up. Grow up! <laughs> oh, it's so funny. Yeah, obviously, yeah, when Black Widow dies, that's quite sad. Although I didn't really understand it, like, because I, kn- I know they like each other and they're good friends, but do they really love each other? I never really get that relationship. Like, I always thought it was like a they fancy each other thing, but it's clearly not. Well, yeah, because like, in the first in the first Avengers, it's like, what, are they shagging or what? And then, yeah. And in the second Avengers, it's revealed that he's got a family, so it's like no. And then she's with Bruce. With Bruce. Well, this is the thing that I've got to say about Scarlett Johansson. She has the incredible ability to have like amazing chemistry with anyone. 
Yeah, so, I I think the same. So like thing. when she's in Captain America: Winter Soldier, I was mm-hmm. all about get oh, Black, her and get Steve. Black Widow and Captain America together. Then obviously oh, she's with. Yeah. I don't see it so much with Bruce Banner, but in fucking Black Widow, the film. Mm. You know the oh the helicopter you know the guy, guy who just the gets to the guy, stuff. Whatever his name I was like, is. Jesus yeah. Christ, Scarlet! I was like, Tone they it are, down a bit. They clearly fucking. I was like, well, no, yeah. they're not though. I was like, no, but they're not. But they are. <laughs> she was with her eyes. Jesus Christ. She Scarlet Johansson fucks, and we all know it's true. We do know it's true. She She's fucks. married to that guy from Saturday Night Live. Who? He does like the Weekend Report. Let me Google it. You won't. But you won't Adam and Eve it. I mean, he's he's not an unattractive what? guy, but he's just very plain. She was married to Ryan Reynolds. Yeah. Huh. Colin Jost. Is yeah, her. that's it. Huh. He's just very plain, isn't he? He's just yeah, just like a, a cookie cutter a, of a man. Plain Jane, kind of like default character before I mean, you added any of the pro- customizations. He's probably very funny. He's obviously very funny. He's on Saturday Night Live, but. Hmm. Wow. Well, the more you know, can you imagine how made up you'd be if you were him? He must be buzzing. You get to be married to, like, one of the most iconic hot babes in Hollywood. I mean, yeah, she's got to be on a lot of people's... Um, pa- pass list. Lists. Yeah. <laughs> um, right, I've got a load of trivia. Do you want it? Um, just quickly, um, Scarlett is from New York, and I just thought you'd... New like York! <laughs> yeah, all right, give us the facts and figures. The cold, hard facts. <laughs> uh, so Robert Downey Jr. once told Anthony Russo and Joe Russo, the directors, uh, about how one of his children said to him, I love you 3000. Uh, and the directors liked the phrase so much that they decided to include it in the film. Now, this is interesting because I've heard conflicting reports on this. Like, oh. whether, I think I heard somewhere that it was improvised, but it makes more sense yeah. if it came from Robert Downey Jr. But then also, this is a major, major coincidence because okay. I don't know if you know this fact. And I think it's true. I think I've verified it. If you mm. take the run times of every film in the Infinity Saga, including Spider-Man Far From Home, hmm. the run time is 3,000 minutes. That is some hardcore coinky dink. Yeah. If it's a coinky that's, dink. Like, people were saying that that's what the reference was. But I was hmm. like, that's a weird reference to make. But yeah, I think I think that checks out. Wow. I could be wrong. That's mad. That's fucking loads of time, isn't it? Yeah. 3,000 minutes. Wow. And there's now people, which I applaud because I've had this thought as well, um, but they've actually got the wherewithal to do it and it mm-hmm. will drive me insane. But there's people editing together every single film in chronological order, I may add, so that you can just watch one massive film. Is it that hard to click watch next on Disney Plus? No, 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 no. <laughs> no, you, you don't understand, though. <laughs> They're taking the scenes from every film and reordering them so they all happen in chronological order. So, like, when there's flashbacks, <laughs> the flashbacks happen at the beginning of the film and then you you see? Holy shit. Yeah. Wow. What, wow. That is, that's going to be one large file. <laughs> so, obviously, it would start with... Well, it actually starts with stuff from Thor The Dark World because that happens, like, thousands of years in the past, right? God, I could live without that. <laughs> um... And apparently, yeah, uh, another one that I'd got was that um, they when they decide when they decided on the time travel plot for the film, they were like, 
this gives us a good chance to like poke fun at some of the old Marvel films and Thor The Dark World was one of them where they're like, this film makes no <laughs> fucking sense. Um, yeah. <laughs> the idea for showing the autographs of the original Avengers uh, in the credits uh, came from Star Trek VI, The Undiscovered Country, uh, which film. was also the finale for its cast. Uh, I thought that was quite, oh. I thought that was nice because, you know, obviously the uh, Star Trek connection. Yeah, that ties in nicely and is a very... It's a very good fact. Uh, Robert Downey Jr. officially surpassed Hugh Jackman's record for the most appearances in film as the same superhero, with 10. Uh-huh. He set his record in only 11 years, whereas Jackman did it in 17. Wow, so, yeah. Uh, which is Robert crazy Downey when you Jr. think about it. Well Hugh there. Jackman played Wolverine for so long. I I don't feel Wolverine. Hugh Jackman's Wolverine is not as iconic as Tony Stark. Do you not think? No, I, I, I think... I think both of them are cases of like perfect casting. Oh, 100%. But I, ju- I just think that Robert Downey Jr.'s Tony Stark like, has surpassed Wolverine in in like icon when they When they bring the X-Men into the MCU. Oh, that's going to... I don't think they can have a Wolverine. Because like, how do you recast that? It's like, you can't like... Why would they recast it? Wolverine, because he's quit. Logan was his last... Logan was like... His last time was he was like this is the last one and I'm out I'm out. Nah, he'll be. I mean, back. If they, I mean, he's he is also like when did that come out? 2017. He's now like yeah. five years older than that. He's not been. He basically quit because he was like, look, I've been having to keep in this shape for like 20 years at this point. I'm they 17. can just bring him back as Logan, who's just let himself go. <laughs> well, they will. I think they will recast it if they do it. Because the they're not. I don't think they're going to bring the X Men over from the Fox universe. I think this is That's a hard be reset. So interesting, like to see who will end up playing Wolverine. Oh, I love Hugh Jackman. He's not doing anything else, is he? Fuck's sake! I don't know. <laughs> Come back. Like, bringing up his kids or some shit. I don't know. Fuck him. <laughs> um, <laughs> but yeah, no. I oh, guess dear. I guess Iron Man at this point is more iconic. Yeah, and has a more complete story. X Men, they kind of fu- yeah. fucked it. Um, yeah exactly this is the first and given his announcement of his semi-retirement presumably only film where robert redford has returned to play a role for the second time um robert Mm. redford is uh plays alexander pierce in captain america winter soldier he's like the head of shield and he's briefly in this when they go back in time um but he announced his retirement just before this film came out and then he was in it but it's the only time he's reprised a role. So he he had like a, a Ryan Gosling no sequel clause thing. Or like Dang. thing that he holds himself to. So and in a fifty nine year career, he never played the same character twice. Oh my gosh. But he needed to be a part of history. Yeah. So The film earned sixty million in Thursday night previews, breaking the fifty seven million record held by Star Wars The Force Awakens. Jesus Christ, that's a lot of money. It's also the first film to reach over a billion dollars during its opening weekend. Wow. And then just while we're doing facts and figures, Chris Hemsworth earned... How much do you think he was paid for this film, actually, before I tell you? Oh, God, that's hard because I don't know... Like, I have no frame of reference. He was the highest paid actor. Chris Hemsworth was? Well, I think so. Higher than... It says he earned X amount making it his highest paid salary 
and the oh yeah the highest paid actor beating for Endgame beating even Robert Downey Jr. Yeah, that's crazy, isn't it? Like for the the amount that he's in this film. Yeah, I don't see him as like I mean obviously he's in it a lot, but I don't think of Endgame as like a Thor it's like centric well, film they, if they you know said, what I mean they said before the films came out or like after Infinity War came out like Infinity War is like Thor's film Iron Man's film to an extent it's mainly a mm. Thanos film mm-hmm. um, Captain America's not in it that much Black Widow's not in it that much whereas Endgame Captain America obviously gets his moments it's yeah, more it's I'm way more a Cap and a Tony film isn't it than... yeah okay but it's crazy. So he got I'm paid gonna, more for this one, though, which is crazy. I'm going to say 100 mil. Okay, you've gone a bit high. But okay. But you got 80 million. <laughs> Fucking hell, that's loads. I thought I was being a bit daft. No, no. It's crazy, isn't it? Jesus. And it's also crazy that he was paid more than Robert Downey Jr. Um, yeah, that that blows my mind a bit. It makes you wonder like how they negotiate these contracts. Yeah. Um, um, I mean, I'm happy for, for Chris him, Hemsworth, but, wow. clearly he negotiates them very well. Uh, Jeez, that's so much fucking money. As of July 21st, 2019, uh, it became the top grossing movie of all time. Inflation not adjusted, beating Avatar. Wow. Uh, but after, uh, on March 13th, 2021, Avatar reclaimed its top spot as the highest grossing film, but is still in the second spot for highest grossing film of all time if you adjust for inflation damn crazy right why does avatar keep making so much money this is what i don't get well avatar made a shitload of money the first time didn't it and then they fucking re-released it the cowards so Um, like just just a quick one about the money thing Mm -hmm. i don't understand how it works because like you google chris hemsworth net worth and like i'll be the first to say that these are obviously just ballparks and they're not accurate but it says he's worth 130 million dollars i'm like he got paid 80 for one fucking film where what's he doing with all this money <laughs> like why doesn't he well, have more people live within their means though don't they i mean that's true he probably spent all that on his fucking fitness app that he keeps pushing yeah, that yeah. no one uses <laughs> well and that that's <laughs> no offense, it he's Chris. probably like put it into investments like investing in and shit, shit yeah, yeah. Um, wow uh, reportedly end game cost anywhere between 350 to 400 million to produce Unadjusted for inflation, that makes it one of the most expensive films ever made, if not the most. The current official record holder is Pirates of the Caribbean on Stranger Tides, which costs $379 Does that include paying the actors? Yeah, that's that's like the budget of the film. Yeah. Isn't that fucking insane? And what's insane is they say that that's not including promotion and advertisements and stuff. That's just production. That's just, yeah. And like... That's in... They say in the membrane. They say the same again for the amount that it takes to market and shit. So I was watching an interview God. with Matt Damon the other day, actually, about um, he was on Hot Ones, but mm. a really good interview. Um, mm-hmm. And he's talking about why he was asked, like, why don't they make films like they used to or like smaller films? It's all these big blockbuster movies now. And he was mm-hmm. like... It's because of streaming services. So, yeah. like, he said apparently DVDs used to be, like, the bread and butter of the film industry. He said it was like mm. you'd almost get a second release. So you'd release it. Yeah. You can make however much money in theatres, but then, you know, a few months later you're going to get a second hit because the DVDs will come out, people will buy it, people will rent it. Um, yeah. So he was like, if I want to make a small movie and they tell me it's going to cost $100 million to produce... Then you've got another hundred million. No, I think a hundred million million total. Like if it's fifty million budget, 
yeah. hundred uh, make that hundred million with advertising and stuff, and then you've Crikey. got to make over you've got to make a hundred million at the theater on this small film that people don't want to see um, oh before God. you even break even. So that's why films don't get made, um, and why God, you just go for the trashy ones. That's mad. That is mad, isn't it? I I, I gotta say I wouldn't want to be like a movie producer or distributor working on like middle of the road films yeah. because I reckon it's mad stressful when your studio has poured hundreds of millions into a film and it flops. And they want to know why you've <laughs> lost them their money. Yeah. Yeah. Like I can't even imagine the stress. I always think about James Cameron with conversations like this. I think we've talked about this on the podcast before um, when he was making Titanic. And he the said studio that he, were like, yeah, he'd like, no, not take you're not having cut. any more money. And he was like, please. And he basically kept asking and asking and it went up like 10 million a time. And they were like, if this flops, your career is dead. <laughs> and then obviously it didn't, but An- uh, imagine. Just another Matt Damon fact while we're on... Um, Matt Damon. On uh, Avatar, which I don't think I brought up at the time when we reviewed it, but I learned it recently. It was another interview with Matt Damon, different one. And he was mm. saying that he was offered the role in... I think you did Avatar. say this as a fact but in our what Avatar about this? review. He was offered 10% of the profits to do it. You, you, I think I'm he sure you down. said this. Well, I've relearned that's that fact. Mad. That's mad, isn't he, it? He's basically like, saying, can you imagine? I will always go down in history as the guy that turned down Avatar. Turned down 10%. Well, do you know what? I can't say I'm sad because we all know how I feel about Matt Damon. And I quite like Avatar, so I'm glad he wasn't. There you go. Yeah, yeah. True, true. Right, that's all the financial stuff. Wow. Yeah, so con- concept it. art shows Captain America unsure if he can actually lift Mjolnir um, with Thor's hammer lying on the ground in front of him rather than flying straight to his hand. This fits with the common belief of Steve Rogers not being worthy as seen in Avengers Age of Ultron and works with his own belief that he might not be. However, the Russo brothers have said that Captain America was always worthy. Aww. And they've said that like in their minds, in the scene in Age of Ultron where he goes to lift the hammer, he's like... Mm. holding back and pretends that he can't lift it so he doesn't hurt Thor's feelings which I quite That's I really quite like cute. although I'm so glad that we were gifted that scene of him lifting it because that that increases my serotonin by about 3000% every time I see it I meant to bring this up last week but I didn't I just want to remind you how relentlessly I was mocked before and after Infinity War by yourself. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I for remember Captain it well. America being mm-hmm. my favourite yeah. Avenger. Yeah, I, I, I told you I regretted it. I told you I just, and I apologise. I just wanted everyone to know. You wanted it on record, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I used to rip Tom for loving Captain America and I used to just say that all he does is jump and I concede. <laughs> I admit I was wrong. the vindication I felt Again. in Endgame, I was like... <laughs> You tell me. You tell me he's the worst I remember Avenger. texting you like, um, okay, I'm willing to admit that maybe I'm I just wrong. Think and he's... Tom was like, yeah. I just think he's the best, you know? Like, he's just a good guy. He's got a heart of gold. I then rewatched all the Marvel films and I feel like I was narrating to you when I was watching Captain America, like, I am obsessed. And then I bought you a Captain America toy for your birthday. That is true. Year, that so is true. Consider that an apology. <laughs> <laughs> so... It bit more Captain America trivia. The Russos also thought of making the 2014 Thanos of the Thanos that travels forward and they Mm -hmm. defeat at the end. um, Mm -hmm. Massacre all of the Avengers in another timeline 
and decapitate Captain America, then bring his decapitated head into the original timeline to taunt the Avengers. Oh my god. However, they thought that this was too violent and it was ultimately dropped. Yeah, that's way too upsetting. So they were going to have him like go to a different timeline, kill all the Avengers, then come back to our timeline and be like, look, I beat the other Avengers, you dickheads. I mean, that would have been epic, but I don't think it's got a place in these films. I yeah. think that's too much. <laughs> way too much. Bit more on their CGI trickery. So all mm-hmm. of the quantum realm suits, so the white suits worn in this film, mm-hmm. are 100% uh, CGI. They they never existed. They were never oh worn by God. an actor on set. God, that's crazy. Because production, the time the time frame of production meant that, because uh, this, this film back-to-back with Infinity War, meant that mm. they didn't have time to fully realise like their concept for what the suits were going to look like and then make them as well. Mm. So they just had wow. to CGI them on. And I mean, it looks great, so... Same for Captain Marvel's costume as well. Because she actually... The, the scene where she's like at the Avengers compound and she's brought Tony Stark back or whatever, mm. mm-hmm. that was her first day as Captain Marvel. Like the first thing she ever oh. filmed for it. She hadn't filmed her film or oh, anything. Wow. And yeah, her Captain Marvel filmed after this. And the reason mm. she's in this film so little, originally she was going to be in the story more apparently, but she had to go and film mm-hmm. her standalone film. Um, oh, wow. But again, the costume team for that film hadn't finalised their designs for the costume, so they didn't have a costume for her to wear. So every every shot of her in full costume in this is CGI as well. It's quite funny how like really good cosplayers online are probably the only people to ever physically have these yeah, costumes. Yeah, it's true, it's true. Um, that's reminding me actually bringing up Captain Marvel um, one of my favourite bits in Endgame is when she meets Thor and he does the thing where he like gets the axe or whatever it's called to go right past her head and she doesn't, and she flinch. doesn't flinch Yeah, and he's like I like this one I'm like oh yeah she's cool so yeah that's one of the first scenes she shot though that's pretty cool isn't it and she like, has big dick energy and like fucking nerve wracking for her um, I know, like she doesn't seem obviously not. She's a professional actress, but she her presence is is mm. felt. She's ve- she's very cool. Uh, stunt coordinator Sam Hargrave revealed a touching hidden detail about when Captain America fought himself. It's twenty twelve past self. Uh, Hargrave started working on Marvel films on the Avengers twenty twelve when he was the stunt double for Captain America. But on Endgame, mm-hmm. it was his younger brother Daniel Hargrave who was the Captain America double. But the fight gave mm. Sam Hargrave a chance to pull on the suit one last time. And moments in the fight are him and his brother fighting each other as Captain America in the biggest movie of all time. That's why I got back in the suit so that I could say that Marvel's great at this. But there's a lot of digital face replacement and there's a lot of epic moments where that is two, is the brother's Hargrave duking it out on the screen in Avengers Endgame, he explained. And that's the reason I did it, because the stuff lives forever. You get to tell your kids, your grandkids that that was me and my brother doubling and fighting in that movie. Sam Hargrave directed the entire sequence and he called it one of the high points of his working on film. That's really sweet. How nice. Yeah. It's quite, quite touching. That is touching. Um, God, what, a, what an accolade to have on your CV. Mm. Uh, they did talk to actual quantum physicists when addressing the idea of time travel. Uh, apparently they oh. started with Google. Um, but Christopher Marcus also revealed that they consulted actual experts on quantum mechanics and time travel who confirmed mm-hmm. uh, that if time travel could happen, then that's one of the ways it could happen. Uh, mm. Also, the sequence cool. of the t- Avengers figuring out their time travel routes is pretty much a recreation of what it was like for the writers. 
Because oh apparently there's loads of different... They were like, they could go back to this point, they could go back to this point. Mm. Uh, mm-hmm. And they eventually settled on, obviously, what they... Apparently, originally, Tony Stark was going to go to Thor The Dark World and infiltrate mm. Asgard in a invisible Iron Man suit, and then Heimdall would fight him because he could see him anyway. Oh. But then they were like, no, no. Wow. The Russo brothers revealed through their Twitter that Noobmaster69, who is the guy that keeps killing Thor and Korg on Fortnite, yeah. was actually Wong. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. And then this is like a cool touch that they did for the title card of the movie at the beginning. Only yeah. half of the orchestra is playing because obviously Ooh, half of it like light. One well, no, half of the universe is missing. That's fucking cool. If that blows your That's mind, cool. if that blows your yeah, mind, it does. Emma, it does blow my mind, watch, Tom. Watch, you know the Marvel Studios thing where it flicks through all the comic books and like fades through all the Marvel characters. Yeah, watch it again because um, all the characters that are dead are not in their scenes that are in that that thing. God, they're good. They're like, good, aren't they? In you obviously see like there's like a uh, drawing of Captain America and stuff. There's like mm-hmm. I think there's one of Black mm-hmm. Panther missing, but also in the background there's scenes of films, and it's still mm. the frame from that film, but the character that is dead is missing from the frame. I'm gonna go and do that. You can, after I'm sure this I'm sure you can find on YouTube a side by side comparison of it, um, of what it usually oh looks God. like and what it looks like in Endgame. But yeah, that's pretty cool. They're so good. Like oh, and so uh, good. This, God, this sort of ties good. into last week. I was saying that Infinity War, I feel, is better than Endgame. But I think it, I think Endgame is a bit of a slower film. But It is, and it's like everything happens. Yeah. Everything so, happens, and they have to tie up so many people's stories. Yeah. So apparently they realised that um, in like test screenings, they were saying mm. that audiences were complaining that it was slow in the beginning, and they were like, yeah, it has to be. Because like... If you, they like intentionally made it slow to like to mm. make you have to deal with the impact of oh shit the Avengers lost and like yeah. to show everything that ha- and they're like if we don't make it slow then at the end you won't have the payoff so everything was geared towards like the payoff at the end and I think they absolutely fucking nailed it because they did the, end, the pacing is perfect at the end like when Captain America picks up Mjolnir holy shit. Holy fucking shit. It's I get goosebumps on my ass just thinking about and it. And then um, they realised that Captain America couldn't die because of the type of superhero he's always been portrayed as. Um, mm. One of the writers said, we realised that over the course of the movies that Cap and Tony were on crossing arcs. We realised at mm. one point, late into 2015, that for Steve to be his best best self, he was going to have to get a life. And for Tony mm. to be his best self... He might have to lose his. Captain America mm. couldn't die because he was willing to die in the first movie, and that's not a mm. journey. Mm-hmm. Which is, I think, is Captain. Which, again, Captain America, best Avenger. He's got a great storyline <laughs> because, like, quite often in his in, I think, like Age of Ultron, when mm. Scarlet Witch like plays with his mind, his worst fear is coming home after the war. Yeah, because like the whole idea is who, who is Captain America if there's not a war. I can't remember who says it. I think it's either in Civil mm. War or something else. Someone says, like, you, you, you're not actually trying to stop conflict because you need conflict, otherwise you're useless. Yeah. And, oh, wow. Yeah. God, it's deep, isn't it? Oh, it's good. It's so fucking good. It's so good. Anyway. I love it. That's all my facts. Oh, my um, God. Endgame I told you I went deep on it. Peak 
It's peak cinema. Cinema. It's a a cultural reset, people. That's what it is. Um, Should we give it a rating? I mean, yeah. For me, it gets a Zoe Saldana. Oh, it's a big yas from me as well. (laughs) Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Right. That takes us on then to... The official Zoe Saldana ranking, yeah. For one last time. Uh, so I'll give you the top five. Do you want to give me an accent or a way to do it? Can you do it like a vampire? <laughs> yeah. number five. It is Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2. Uh, uh. Uh, uh. In at number uh. four, it's Star Trek Beyond, Beyond the Grave. <laughs> In at number three, I Kill Giants. <laughs> In at number two, Guardians of the Galaxy. <laughs> and in at number one, it's Infinity War. <laughs> Oh, my God. I needed to cough for the entirety of oh that. Oh, my God. You did great. I loved it. Thank you. Right, where are we going to put um, zombies versus... It's not zombies. Vampires versus the Bronx. I've literally <laughs> just did a vampire voice. Um, It was good, but, like, it wasn't, like, the best. I'd put it above Infinitely Polar Bear. I was just looking there, you know. Where are you? Oh, oh my God. We're, well. so, we're so the same. Tom, Tom, get, get off, off my, my level. level. Get off my level. My level. Get off it. Get off it. (laughs) (laughs) The book of life. And where are we sticking in, you know, endgame? I mean, I personally think it's number one. Number one? But but yeah, I mean, I know you like Infinity War more, so. I, yeah, I put it in number two. That's fine. I mean, if I could, I would put them just joint verse, so. Yeah. That's fine. Whatever. Whatever, Trevor. Whatever, Trevor. <laughs> okay. Let's go on to the oh, final. Zoe or Trudeau? Zoe or Trudeau? Um, there's, the, there's the thing yeah, tuned for so you. Yeah, so we've got to the point of it's just not working anymore, Tom. Oh. Zoe, we're out of quotes. Trudeau, they're all about being the Canadian Prime Minister, so... Okay. <laughs> um, so I've done a special edition round called Rye or Roe. Oh, wow. Is it Ryan Gosling or is it Robert Pattinson? Okay. This is and a blast from the past. You sh- yeah, I thought I'd tie it all together for the last ep. Um, you should get these bang on because we've delved so deep into the psyche of these two men. Yeah, you'd hope. But but you know what? Like, I wouldn't blame you if you got them wrong because it turns <laughs> out they they both they both crazy. So <laughs> as we found out not that long into Ryan Gosling's filmography, he is also a nutcase. Strange. So are you ready? I'm ready. <laughs> Gladiator. Are you ready? <laughs> Quote number one, is it Ryan or Robert? There's something messed up with my brain. <laughs> Robert Pattinson. <laughs> that was Ryan. What? <laughs> that was Ryan Gosling. Holy shit. 
Everything I know to be true is shaken to the very core. Right, okay. Quote number two. Sometimes when I say hello the right way, I'm like, whoa, I'm so cool. (laughs) (laughs) That's got to be Robert. That's Robert, yeah. 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 (laughs) And then your last one. (laughs) I think about death a lot. I think we all do. I don't think of suicide as an option, but as fun. It's an interesting idea that you can control how you go. (laughs) I went through stages on that one. (laughs) Of like, it's got to be Ryan. It's got to be Robert. I just don't know. Can I have it one more time? Sure. Okay. I think about death a lot. I think we all do. I don't think of suicide as an option, but as fun. It's an interesting idea that you can control how you go. It's the fun bit for me. What the fuck? It's the fun. Um, <laughs> I'm gonna say I'm gonna say that it's Robert. I think it might be Ryan, but it's Ryan. <laughs> oh! It was because he has his fucking band, doesn't he? Dead man's bones. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Ryan Gosling thinks suicide is fun. Pass it on. <laughs> <laughs> wow. What Thought a you'd shocker. enjoy that one. What a shocker. Um, yeah, love that. Um, right. I th- I think it's time for... I owe it to a listener to do Letters from the Honour Roll, right? Mm-hmm. Because this is totally on me. <laughs> um, but Charlize, who's written in before and is... I'm a big fan of the podcast has written in mm-hmm. several weeks ago and I just completely <laughs> missed the email. Um, so I'm going to read it out now. Yay. Because it's my last chance to. So hi, Tom and Emma. Just wanted to pop in and say I've been loving the recent Saldana episodes. I definitely need to check out more of her stuff, but we'll also make sure to avoid some too. I highly recommend it. I think this is in reply to our terminal episode, by the way. Mm-hmm. Uh, I watched The Terminal recently, totally forgot Zoe was in it, and found it oddly charming, but also way too long. I agree. Mm, Tom's ac- Tom Hanks' accent also caught me off guard. The only thing I really remember about it was he carved something into a wall. I don't know. I don't even remember that. He like makes her a mural or something, doesn't he? The, girl, the oh, yeah, woman yeah. that he's talking to, I can't remember even who yeah. that is. Um, anyway, to answer your question, I kind of have conflicted feelings about airports. I don't really <laughs> like flying or the anxious build-up to catching the plane, but I always have been fascinated by liminal the liminal nature of airports. What is it with this fucking... <laughs> right. <laughs> liminal spaces. It's a vibe, Tom. I've, you couldn't possibly I've understand. I've never heard that word in my life. And then I, I played not. a game called Super Liminal, and it, yeah. was, it became apparent to me what the word liminal meant, and then I've seen it everywhere. Yeah, li- like, liminal spaces is like a thing that people are obsessed with at the minute on social media but i've always known what that meant but i don't know if that's from uni because we spoke about that in postmodernism yeah um, yeah yeah well anyway <laughs> she likes the liminal nature of airports and i rate that they are very liminal <laughs> i mean they are they waiting are very around liminal. the space when you're stuck where you're stuck in this limbo between point a and point b is such a disorientating but magical feeling no no no, it's hell. And it's strange how, depending <laughs> on the time of day or reason you're there, the atmosphere can be so different. I get that. I I get that. I often think that about life. I hate it. Right? Like, 
someone's perception of a morning or day can be completely different to yours depending on your own um like what's going on in your own life it's, it's so all, true. really it's, weird it's... to me or like yeah. being awake early in the morning is always really strange to me because you know everybody else is asleep mm. i had a um i had an old manager who is definitely not listening to this but he was a nice guy so i'm not trying to be rude um but he was a very 5am club kind of guy and he always said to me that he prefers winter because nobody is up at 5am in the winter because it's so dark. And he used to love feeling like he was getting ahead of everybody and getting ahead right. of the day. I do I do like a dark morning in a winter. I, I, like, I like a crisp autumnal morning, personally. Mm. But that's by the by, um, isn't it? Where was I? Whether you're returning home at strange hours of the morning or waving goodbye to a loved one in the evening. I'm guilty of being one of those people who loves the 3am ride to the airport, though. <laughs> you guys have similar thoughts anyway hope you are both well and i'm excited for the upcoming episodes um, Aww, lots of love thank you from your loyal listener charlise uh, and then she, she did the reply best. she sent another one after that saying wait <laughs> i just realized how long ago that episode was when you talked about the terminal as i've been binge listening to all the other episodes out of order whilst i've been catching up just been busy finishing up a semester at uni whoops I feel so Aww. silly for applying this late. Disregard these emails if you'd like, which I assume you think <laughs> we've done up until this point. But I'm so sorry. Uh, I'm so sorry. I'm incredibly sorry. But thank you. Yeah. Um, she also tweeted us recently because I tweeted about the podcast coming to an end. Yeah. And she said, thank you so much, guys. Your show was always the highlight of my week and I enjoyed listening to every minute of it. Wishing you both the best with your next endeavours. I'll be cheering for you both along the way. Oh, that's nice. Thank <laughs> and you, also Patty, Patty, who is a, a, a regular, said, On so sad Insta. to hear that. Love the Ryan Gosling series. We love you, Patty. Big fan, Patty. Yeah. Thank I'm you so much. I'm a big fan of Patty, actually. She doesn't know Me that. Me too. But, um, yeah, we love you. And uh, we also had a message off Sue on our Patreon. Um, oh, we also love Sue. Big fan of Sue as well. Uh, she said, hi, Tom and Emma. Genuinely gutted to see the end of the podcast, but completely understand your reasons. Um, wishing you both Aww. all the best for the future and hope to see the return of Honor Roll in the future. Emma, your YouTube channel is great. I'm still Aww. batting with return battling i think that me that should say yeah. with returnal and loved your series especially oh celine uh, and tom your new york accent gets me every time <laughs> it so gets what, us all from new york what we need um, is tom to land an acting job as a new yorker yeah and me to carry on gaming <laughs> all the very best to you both sue oh thank you sue we love you and appreciate the support You're yeah the best. and uh if you are a past patreon subscriber um you may not have seen the post that we put out but the last couple of months we've been a bit lax on the patreon so we'll be returning your money so don't worry about that yeah we're not scumbags well at least not in this area of our life just yeah, in all the yeah, other yeah. areas so yeah that takes us to the end i have nothing to tell you that we're watching next week um oh. i guess tell your friends anyway about the podcast <laughs> give us a rating a review um, I have um I have a short list of my personal highlights of the Honor Roll podcast. Yeah, I feel like we should probably do that. <laughs> I um I slammed it together a couple of hours ago because I was thinking about it, but this is just off the top of my head. If I'd sat down and thought about it, it would probably be a lot longer. But I'm just gonna go. I'm just gonna go for it. Go for it. So highlight number one was um 
Robert Pattinson's Winnie the Pooh jar that he pisses in (laughs) (laughs) and all of the ridiculousness that ensued about him globbing jam into his mouth. He does glob it in. He does glob it in, And that that also Um, resulted in me discovering that I have a Winnie the Pooh impression. Yeah, which... which I've not since repeated. No, I'm not convinced that I could do it again. (laughs) It was a a once-in-a-lifetime out-of-body experience. Um, Number two is just every time New York was mentioned. New York. Um... (laughs) Number three was you goddamn fart. <laughs> you goddamn farts. Um, number four, when 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 I found out Britney's toxic was written about the super bear. <laughs> <laughs> Can I add uh, on a list of you finding things out live on the podcast? You discovering um, that Gosling is a baby goose. <laughs> oh yeah i forgot about that i tried to blank that out after being flogged for it by like everyone i knew i'm never gonna let you forget it oh my god well you know what you learn something new every day um it has to be for me one of them has to be your face on discovering <laughs> that robert pattinson wanked himself off live on film <laughs> i've never been quite so shocked well i didn't think i would have been quite so shocked but i i did end up being more shocked as the podcast went on because that's not the only fucked up thing he ever did mm. um michael sokol's motorcycle i was gonna say that has got to be up there with one of the funniest things that i've ever said and it wasn't even intentional <laughs> but i'm happy that with that classic loved that um one that isn't necessarily funny but thoroughly enjoyed was when we spoke about the lighthouse and you told the spooky lighthouse story um oh. i really enjoyed like spooky time with tom um yeah. i just really enjoyed that in general that is the end of my list but i could probably go on for quite a while i mean Even if the, there's any standouts for you the fact the robert pattinson facts were always good because you just genuinely didn't know what was going to happen and it oft led to much hilarity um <laughs> i'm trying to think of i have blocked out a lot of robert pattinson because it was quite yeah. traumatic a lot of it was fun like you ranting about bella i did enjoy that i have to say in the first series, I was so angry. You were a ragey <laughs> boy. I often went on a rant about... like Because it just offended me that the films were so why. bad. It's because, yeah, Robert Pattinson's films were so traumatic and hard to watch. And it just... It was awful. Whereas Ryan Gosling, I feel like we both oh, enjoyed most of his seri- Series 2 was just a, an entirely thoroughly enjoyable affair it was absolutely enjoyable we both discovered so many films yeah that we that we really liked so um and ryan gosling's quickly become my favorite person discovering that ryan gosling had a band that was Mm. good Mm -hmm. i'm noticing that these are more (laughs) i like the trivia (laughs) yeah yeah definitely um although oh the um i think a good episode is the good time one when we were talking Mm. about um the special sprite or something where it's like oh drugs. yeah i'm trying to think of the episodes that like made me piss out loud while piss out loud when editing them there's one where i like kill- killed myself off because the accent was so bad at the end <laughs> i can't even remember what accent it yeah, was your ranking accents just as a concept are just what brilliant. a concept what a concept we're just, we're just um, wanking also- ourselves off now your oh, so friend funny. Bobby's, your friend Bobby's genuine concern at how much vitamin C I consume. <laughs> oh yeah, don't, have I ever mentioned that on the podcast? Yeah, you did. He's mentioned it you to me several times. Worried. Yeah, you said he was worried about me. Genuinely, it is. A, it Do you is know what? Though since then, I've only had one a day. 
Only one a day. So you're only getting how much is each one? Like ten thousand percent a week. Right, <laughs> yeah, of 50, yeah. Oh, that's all right. Yeah, you've cut down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Be fine. Yeah, be all right. Yeah, it's it's, it's weird. Been a hoot. I've I've listening to podcasts before. I've had I've heard people say like when people bring stuff up to them about podcasts and they don't remember it. I'm like, how can you not remember it? You literally mm. said it, but. It's so strange. Like, people bring yeah. stuff up to me and I'm like, oh, shit, yeah, I did say that. Yeah. Um, which is strange because I, one, have the conversation and then, two, listen to mm. it again when I edit it. I mean, I listen to all our podcasts as soon as they're up because <laughs> I find us so funny. So, so um, it's strange how it, it goes from your memory, though. It is interesting. And what what else is interesting is uh, my friend Hannah, friend of the show, uh, expressed you know sadness at ending but understanding and such and she was like you know it's been a great show for movie fans as well to learn about films and i was like i kind of forget that this could possibly be enjoyable for film <laughs> listeners i, I, just, I hey, in my head it's just us what taking do you the think, what do you think that i do the trivia for i mean that's it yeah you are the glue that holds this together if it wasn't for you and your trivia it would just be us like tri- goofing to be off honest, for an to be hour. honest the trivia is just for me um, but yeah to satisfy your fact needs <laughs> I do have fact needs <laughs> I've got to reach my fact quota for the for the week <laughs> the fact controller if you will that's the thing isn't it on um, mm. Radio 1 BBC 1 yeah, yeah. fact controller um, fact controller well, I think we're we're putting off the inevitable it's been a ride yeah uh, and this, this is the end Close your eyes Thank and you count for listening. Thank, thank you for, you listening. for listening. Thank you for your your support. Yeah. And uh, thank you, Emma, for being on this this filmography journey with me. Then thank um, you, Tom, for being yeah the fact controller and for being hilarious a and all your great accents and editing the fucking thing um, and doing all all the logis- the logistics of it. Well, um, yeah. Someone's got to do it someone's gotta do it and it may as well be you <laughs> <laughs> well um yeah i don't really know what to say usually we end the po- we struggle to end the podcast anyway but mm. this is a particularly difficult one to end we might be back who fucking knows who knows yeah thank you for listening and uh goodbye i think i'm gonna put the full intro now by the way <gasps> Oh, There's a little treat. You'll finally hear the full There's intro. There's a little treat to everyone. Time. We promised it fucking forever ago. Yeah. But, um, don't be too confused. It's not the start of the episode again. It's um, the full theme tune that was written yeah. by Forrest. Um, yeah. So enjoy that. Thank you once again for listening. Thanks, guys. Live Stay long and prosper. Fasty. Stay sexy. <laughs> See you on the flip side, motherfuckers, as I like to don't say. Don't drink. Too many vitamin C's. Don't. If you've learned anything, don't drink too much vitamin C. And don't wank on camera. Unless you're being paid to. <laughs> <laughs> and you're consenting. Um, uh, always eat marmalade in your car. <laughs> and um, and suicide is fun. <laughs> okay, Ryan Gosling likes suicide. I was about to bring that one up. That's crazy. Oh, God, we're so insane. Get, Get off, off my, my level. level. <laughs> right. We should end it now. Bye. Goodbye. Bye. <laughs> oh, yeah, baby. Oh, baby. It's time.
on a budget we still deserve nice things quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80 percent less than similar brands they have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at 50 dollars, luxurious italian leather bags and so much more plus quince only works with factories that use safe ethical and responsible manufacturing get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with quince go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365 day returns